Good morning, church. How are you today? Very good. Thank you very much, Pamela, for your heart today. Appreciate that. Thank you, Cindy and the team, for leading us. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Ragnold and Ivan, for uh, stepping out and taking us on that journey on Good Friday evening, um, 6.30, 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock, 6 till 9, three hours. And um, if you've got kids, it's okay for the kids to come and fall asleep during it because that's part of the Passover. It actually would have happened. And uh, so come, kids, come, fall asleep and still be part of Passover. What about us older guys? Fall asleep, still be part of Passover? Let's pray, shall we? Father God, it is good to be in your house. It is good to be your people. It is good to celebrate your goodness and to be reminded that whether it be the good, the bad, the ugly, you are with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us, and that we're constantly going on a journey. It's as if, Father, we are in this mighty river, the river of God, and we're getting carried along by the current. And sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes there's rocks in the river. Sometimes the current is very slow and we feel like we're not moving at all. And other times the river narrows and the current picks up speed and things happen. So, Father, we lay this church before you. We lay our lives before you, individually and corporate, together in unison and in unity. We pray that you would guide us. And, Lord, as we have talked today about number of people, that are hurting and, and recovering. Lord, I'm reminded that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in them should not perish but have eternal life. And so, Father, right now we pray for this world. Lord, we could spend the rest of the time praying for this world. We could think of the Ukraine. We could think of Russia, China, the Solomon Islands. We could think of a pandemic that still continues to claim people's lives, damage people, keep people at home from work for a week. We can continue to think of those that we know they're in hospital or not doing well. Michelle, Graham, it's great to have Lorraine with us today. We praise you, we worship you, and we thank you that you are at work in their lives. We, Lord, we also want to bring your church before you, the whole church that is meeting in different places all around the world at this time and in this time slot. May your Holy Spirit be so busy working in each of our lives, in the family of God, in the house of God. And Father, I bring before you the churches here on the sunny coast. Lord Jesus, you know my heart. You know the churches that are near us that are on my heart right now. And I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would be ministering in those churches right now. Your goodness and your grace, your name would be glorified and that there would be healing and redemption. We lift them before you in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. I want to thank those that came and joined us for breakfast yesterday morning. I want to thank those that didn't come and join us for breakfast yesterday morning because Cynthia and I had breakfast last night for dinner. <laughs> for those that came and sat and listened to Brendan share 
his heart, read the vision, mission and core values. Um, thank you. For those that came and voted on where we are as a church and where we're headed, thank you. It was a unanimous vote. So this document that is available at the front door is now and will now be included into our constitution. It will replace section 2 and that's what will be now there. So we'll be sending that off to QB probably this week if we get organised and make that happen. So that'll be going. Now that's at the front desk. You can grab that, you can have a look at it, you can read through it and you can pray about it. But that's been passed. That's where we're headed. That's what we've got. And I want to share it to you. I want to bring it to your attention. And I want to get you to grab hold of it, not just here, but in here. Because if we just have it in here, then praise God. But if it gets into here, wow, what could really take off for us and for our community? You see, over the last number of years, QB and Kiwana Life have been on this incredible parallel journey together in the middle of a pandemic. Are you serious? Why would you do this in the middle of a pandemic? Isn't there enough to do without sitting down and looking at constitutions and missions and values? Really? Then you want to change the structure? And I'm not just talking about QB. It's what we did. We looked all around this place for buildings. We looked, people, and we looked. We walked through spaces. We prayed. We envisioned. There was one place that I was already sitting down and having a coffee that uh, Mike, Bruce Michael was going to make for me out in the open area as we overlooked the lake. I'd envisioned it and I saw it beautiful. That didn't come through. But for QB... There is a new structure. We no longer have a general superintendent. We no longer have these roles. They've disappeared. We now have a DOM, a director of movement, and a DOS, a director of services. We now have regional minister. Phil Greenby is our regional minister. And we now have area pastors, of which I'm one of the ones here on the sunny coast. There have been changes. And in those changes... John Sweetman spoke this time last year about vision and mission. And what he said last year at convention was back in the 70s, 80s and 90s, we talked about mission and vision and we did lots of stuff about it. We put it up on the wall. We put it into constitutions. That one church, that was the mission statement at the church down the road. It was the vision statement. So we were confused on what was vision and what was mission. As I grew up as a, a young pastor, my first church that I went to was Springwood Christian Fellowship as a youth pastor. Springwood Christian Fellowship. Simple mission statement. Ready? We are the church that cares. I'd hope to be a church that cares. <laughs> Is that really something you should say? I was the youth pastor. You know what the young people used to write on the stationery that said the church that cares? Who's clever? The church that scares. Oops, got that one wrong. Next church we went to is St. Bart's Anglican Church. Who's, who's seen this vision statement? To know Christ and to make him known. Yeah, it's a popular one. It's been around lots of different places. That was ours. To, to know Christ and to make him known. Calvary Family Church, the last church that we were at, was 
reaching every generation for Jesus, one by one. Reaching every generation for Jesus, one by one. The Crossfire Youth Ministry that Cynthia and I started uh, back a long time ago, it seemed like a long time ago, was he died for me, I'll live for him. And in 2004, here at Kiwana Life, we were Kiwana Waters Baptist Community Church. Is that about right, Ian? That's how it used to be. And uh, so we were that. But in 2004, we changed it to Kiwana Life. We even left the Baptist church off. We were so hip. But then you go out into the community, you go back into the school, and we go, hi, I'm from Kiwana Life. And they go, what's that? It's the Baptist church. Why didn't you say so? Have you got something to hide? No. Well, why don't you say Kiwana Life Baptist Church? Because we're hip and cool. Can't you see the haircut? All right, we're Kiwana Life Baptist Church. So we put it back in. We're not ashamed for the gospel. And we grabbed hold of three words. Belong, believe, become. To be known by love. To live by faith. And to be a voice of hope. And then we had a whole bunch of other things that um, as we went through this journey in the last 18 months have changed, have come and have gone. Yesterday morning was the culmination of a lot of hard work by a lot of people. It was open to all from this church to come and be involved. The highlight was that the whole church was invited. You see, sometimes in churches the vision statement is something that is given to the church by the leadership team or the parish council or in some churches, the senior pastor. This is my church and this is the way it's going. God has downloaded it to me. I will download it to you and this is the way it shall be. There is no argument with me. Kiwana Life is not that sort of church. We want to be a church where you, the people, Hear the word of God. Feel the heartbeat of God. And together, working, praying, nutting it out, we come up with a document that is like this. We don't want to be a top-down driven church. We wanted to be a church that heard God's voice and was led. We had two mornings of visioning on a Saturday. God got us started, people came, we chatted about a whole bunch of things, we threw lots of words out there, we put them on paper, and then after we did all that, there was lots more work that was done behind the scenes to try and drip down what everything was said and to hear and to see what our DNA was, trying to paint a picture of who Kiwana Life was and where we were to go. And in that space, we decided that uh, there was a lot of work there, there's a lot of people using words like authentic. And then someone else would say, but what does authentic mean? And I'm going, okay, this is not a space for me to enter because if I go into that space, I'd be saying something like, what do you mean? What does authentic mean? So Brendan got given the gauntlet, I mean the, the opportunity. And Brendan and Dan and Annette and Ron and the Holy Spirit got locked in a room numerous times to pray and to hear God's voice and to seek leading. And then they would come back with pages with lots of words and everything on them to 
the leadership team and to the pastors. And then again at a third day where we all came together. And in and through this, there was that general feel that this was all coming together. This seemed like a good thing. There were discussions about, really, shouldn't this bit be here and this bit be here and that bit up there? And I'm going... (laughs) But it was all part of the process. It was all part of the distilling in and through. Colin Studley was a part of that process. He came and spoke a couple of weeks ago. And he was supposed to be here today, but instead you've got me. Um, he's uh, come down with COVID, and so uh, we, we lift up him in prayer. He's coming back on the 24th of April, where he will continue to speak into us as a church and encourage us, but also he'll have a time with the leadership team, uh, and the, sorry, the pastors. He met with the uh, leadership team and spoke into our lives. So where do we go from here? What is things that God is doing? We grabbed hold of a whole bunch of different things and we prayed some more. You know, as I said at the beginning, John Sweetman a year ago talked about vision and mission and how that changed over the 40 years. So one of the really good things that this group did was brought out a vision statement and they gave us what does the vision statement mean? so that we knew what we were doing and where we were headed. So a vision engages the heart. It inspires, it encourages people to get on board. So that's what we said when we say a vision statement. So from here forth, that's it. That's the new playing field. That's the page. That's where we're going. A vision engages the heart. It inspires and encourages people to get on board. A mission statement is what we do to achieve that vision. While mission engages the heart, the mission statement engages the hands, it's activity, it's action, it's where the rubber hits the road. And these are the things that we do that bring the change. The mission statement is a good one for the doers in the church, for those of us who like to do. The values of the church, which is what we also discussed, are the ways that we go about that mission and to achieve that vision, the govern and the type of church and the behaviour that we want to be. The values are more like our DNA. The tagline. The tagline is important for us to understand because it's something that we can hold on to very simply, very quickly, and pass it on. I don't know how many times over the years that I've handed out my business card and people have gone, Kiwana Life. And then they've read, Belong, Believe, Become. And they've looked at me and gone, I really like that. I really like that. Our vision statement. Again, please grab hold of that and you'll be able to see all this and take it home and, and continue to pray it through. Our vision statement is to be an intergenerational family being transformed into the likeness of Christ and impacting others with his love. The first phrase, the the team uh, wrestled with this, lots and lots and lots. We looked at different words like the word church, the word faith community, the word people of God, God's army or something like that. We landed as a group on family because it best captures the kind of relationships we want here between people. We want the church to be a family full of all the different things that a family brings. We want our Uncle Bruce's. We want our Uncle Ron's. We want our kids to be able to be a part of it. We want the granddads. We want the fourth cousin twice removed. We want the family all together to be in God's place. But we don't want just a multi-generational family, which is one of the words we've used in different times. 
We wanted an intergenerational family. You see, these two things are not the same. They're not the same. A multi-generation is one where we we cover all the bases and we can do that, but they don't need to interact. You see, I was a youth pastor for 17 to 18 years and, and I will tell you very passionately that the most important part of any church was the youth ministry. And I can also tell you as the youth pastor, the first area of the church that got in trouble when something got broken, went missing or disappeared was the youth ministry. It was siloed off and, and some of the people in our church never knew the young people that were coming to our, our church and called Calvary Family Church home or St. Bart's Anglican Church home. We as a church, we as a group have voted on and said we want intergenerational We want to be able to interact backwards and forwards, in and through us as a church. We want to be able to connect up and down the generations. We want it to be important and considered to be important. Fuller Fuller Theological Seminary in the US is doing some studies in this area and they're talking about what helps people have the faith that sticks through the generations. And having this intergenerational is one of the areas that brings that apart. So we've decided that this is a key part of having a faith that sticks, that takes it through the whole life, because this is important. The next phrase was being transformed into the likeness of Christ. Now this is a biggie for us as a church. It's not being an intentional generational church family, just belonging together, but uh, that could mean just like a social club. Instead, we are a family that is being transformed into the likeness of Christ. And with this statement, we're showing the kind of family we want to be from Romans chapter 8, verse 28, which says, We know all these things, that God works for good for those who love him and who have been called for this purpose. Also from Romans 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your true and proper worship. See, being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. We've done whole Bible studies and sermon series from the book of Revelation, doing it backwards. We grabbed hold of that form, that word, Christiformity, which brought it through. And many of us grabbed hold of that and said, yes, I too want to be transformed. But it's not just individually for me, but it's for us as a church. You see, we don't want just us to be followers of Jesus Christ. We want this church to be a follower of Jesus Christ in all its ways and the way it does things and the way it decides things. It's about Jesus first. It's like grade one RI. The answer is always Jesus. Is that right, Ragnar? Very good. The answer is Jesus. And we want that coming through. So for us, it's something that we've made very deliberate and we want to see it happen. We don't want just individuals to follow Jesus and seek Jesus in this place, but we want us as a church to be able to proclaim the whole kingdom of God. The next part is impacting the others with his love. Now this makes sense, doesn't it? If we're going to do one and we do two, then normally you would do three automatically. But we wanted to make sure that it was there so that we know that it's deliberate, that we want to impact others. You see, Kiwana Life is said to be an outward-looking church. We have local mission. We want our DNA to be out there in our community. Last night was the launch of the 30th season for the Kiwana Waters Dolphins and 200 
football people from 30 years, all in the one room, all in the one space. And I got to hang out with them, chat, chat with them, go deeper with some of them in conversations that I'd not gone to before. And if we're going to say that we're going to do it, then we need to make time and effort to go into those places. Monday mornings, we're going across the road. A number of people are going in there and having amazing conversations and discussions with the folk who are coming together for a cup of coffee. You see, this needs to be deliberately and clearly in our vision statement. There are also big words that are in this. Impacting implies a significant action, a significant results, not something wishy-washy. Others is deliberate. It's a broad term. It's not a specific. Others covers our friends, our neighbours, our family members. It includes the people in this church. It includes the people in our workplaces. It includes the people that we're in the shopping centre with. It includes the homeless. It includes people suffering overseas. And we want to be a church that is a local, regional and global impact. Last Tuesday when I was leaving the coffee and chat group, I made a change. Instead of walking down along the lake, I walked through the hospital section. And as I walked through the hospital section, there was a guy in the physio area who I'd seen a number of years ago at the, the surf club. And I just stuck my head in and said, hey, Dan, you okay? He came out and we spent 20 minutes just sitting and chatting and talking about life and where he was at. And he did tell me he was okay. But again, if we're going to do this, we need to be deliberate about it, making relationships, impacting in all those different areas. Finally, when we impact others, what are we impacting them with? We impact them with the love of Christ. Christ's love compels us to live for him. The love of Christ includes evangelism, yes. You know, you don't want people missing out on Jesus. It includes mission. It encourages us to give out that cup of coffee to help people with those $50 vouchers. It includes caring for the poor. It includes social justice. It includes speaking up for the vulnerable and for those that can't speak for themselves. As we impact others with the love of Christ, we hope that we might get a glimpse and see more of the kingdom of God, as it says, touching heaven, changing earth. Our mission statement, as Brendan shared brilliantly last Sunday, comes from Matthew 28 and into the context of us as a church at Kind of Life. Mission statement is to glorify God by making disciples of all ages, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and equipping them for ministry in the church, community, and beyond. You see, one of the things that we're intentionally doing this year is getting people like Pamela to come up and share, encouraging Annette with the uh, vision that she had for the Sunday nights in the deeper places. And that and Annette, I want to encourage you guys for the work that you've done in the deeper places. Uh, brilliant, excellent. But as people come together and say, yep, yeah, others might say, hey, you know what? I want to run a home group. Come and talk to Nat. We want more home groups. We want more people connecting in different ways. If you have a heart or a vision for it, we want to equip you and enable you to do what God has called you to do. Because it's not just about that, Brendan, and myself. It's about you and your gifting, your talents being released into this church and to this community and beyond. You see, we want to bring glory to God by being on mission to see disciples being made. This is the mission that every Christian should be on. But in our church context, it's one we specifically want to be about, making disciples of all ages. We also want to be about equipping the church. 
In Matthew 28, it actually talks about teaching. But we've gone with the word equipping. We want to give you the skills and the talents to do what God has called you to do. So you may be more hands-on. Our values. I'll just go through the values with us. First one is Christ-centeredness. Now, that was deliberately put there because Christ-centeredness was where we wanted to start with. You know, year one, R.I., Christ-centeredness. Jesus Christ is to be the centre of what we're about. He is our point of reference, the centre. He is our Lord. He is our Saviour. He is the one we worship. He is the one we want to be like. Discipleship. The value of discipleship is to do this in response of following Jesus, to be others, to see others come to Christ. The Bible is the revelation of Christ, our authority and who Jesus is, and so we study it, we teach it, and we apply it. The Holy Spirit is also the revelation of Christ, so we want to listen to the Spirit and exercise the gifts of the Spirit. Mission means a lot more than just going on a trip overseas, which we did three years ago, so it's probably time for us to pray into the next one that we do. First up, we want to live on a mission. We live on a mission. When first time, some 12, 13 years ago, when I was in Malawi, it was very exciting, and I was praying into it, and I was wondering whether I was going to go home and tell Cynthia that we were packing our bags and moving to Malawi because God was doing amazing things over there. I think Cynthia thinks it was very cool that God actually said, no, Donnie, I've called you to be the missionary in Kawana. That's where you're called to. That's where you're being planted. Yes, you're the pastor at Kawana Life, but I want you to be the missionary to Kawana. And that time and that place is what drove me to be constant as a, a chaplain in the surf club, a constant in a chaplain in the football club, a constant of being called into the hospital and sit with people going through some of the worst days of their lives or sitting with their mum going through the last day of her life, being on a mission, each and every one of us missionaries, both locally and globally. Family, again, is that value. We want to hit it home and hit it hard. Desire for intergenerational reaches to these values. We want to gather to Sunday that we all may gather and all would come together. Servanthood, Jesus is the Lord of heaven and earth, yet he washed his disciples' feet. We want to be servants to one another, to bless one another. We don't want to have to have a walk around in a pretense or putting on masks. We want to be vulnerable in our community, for this is what Jesus did. Innovation is the last one of our core values. And we put innovation in there because we don't want to grow stale. We don't want to just be what was once upon a time really good. We want to be where it is now. We want to stay moving as God moves. We never want it just to be a religion or a liturgy, a way of things that they, this is the way that we've done it. And if you don't do it this way, then get out of the road. We want to be open to what God wants to do, therefore must be changeable. The word of God is constant, yes. But the way we apply it into our context must be always open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. And at the very bottom of our, is our tagline, which is unchanged for now 19 years. Belong, believe, become. Belong. I want to clarify something here for belong. And I want to apologise that I've not communicated this properly. Maybe I did in the earlier days, but I've dropped it apparently. Belong is not just a nice huggy group. 
Belong is not just belonging at this level. Belong was always love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. Love God. Belong to God. Allow that to flow. And as you belong to God, then love your neighbor as yourself. Then belong. Belong to God. Belong to one another. It's a two-way street. It's not just this plane. It's no good just trying to do this because the best I can do in this area is filthy rags. There you go. There's a, a tagline for you. The best friendship I'll get from Donnie is filthy rags. But with God working through us, we can do for one another what God called us to. The next bit is believe. We want people to believe, to grow, and not just stay stagnant with their faith. Yeah, I learnt that. I I know that. I understand that. But constantly believing, constantly growing and become. I don't know about you, but I don't believe I've become all that God wants me to be yet. I don't believe I've completed all that God wants me to complete I believe there's more for me to do on this amazing journey that we call discipleship. I know that's a lot of information we've given you today. And I could have just given you the sheet and said, read that, come back five minutes later and say, okay, what do you think? But I want you to grab hold of it. I want you to know that we as a pastoral team and as a leadership team want to be intentional about bringing this forward. But we want us to be intentional. Some of these things are not going to get up and off the ground unless we all work together to make it happen. We will never be intergenerational if we do not work together, if we don't go up and talk to one another through the different age ranges, if we don't go and sit next to different people. No, no, this is my chair, Donnie. Don't make me get out of my chair. I always sit on the left-hand side of the building. I always sit on the right-hand side of the building. Yes, I know, that's the warm side. That's the cold side. Well, one day, bring a jumper and sit over here with the cold freaks. One day, just wear a tank top and sit over here with the hotheads. For those in the middle, hmm, conservatives. Let's get to know each other, all ages, supporting, loving, caring. We need to work together to bring it about. Let me close in prayer and I'll hand back to Cindy and the team. Father God, you are a good God and I love you heaps. I want to explore my walk with you. And I want us as a church to continue to explore our walk with you. Thank you, Father. I give you all glory and praise for all the people who came to Vision Days, who sat in small rooms talking through countless amount of words and have come up with this prayerfully, prayerfully come up with this. And I want to thank you as we came together yesterday. We prayed, we ate, we prayed some more, we talked and we said, yes, this feels right to us and the Holy Spirit. So Lord, on this new day, with a new vision, mission and core values, may your will be done in and through Kiwana Life as it is in heaven. Amen. God bless you one and all.